Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip, chip, aroo, boy, crazy, girls who dress like boys. I'm not boy crazy. I'm boy sane. I think that was a Tina Claus. <laughs> Y'all, Welcome. we missed you. We missed you so much. We missed you as much as Tina misses butts. Amen. On a buttless, boyless desert island. That's how much we missed you. Yeah. We're so happy to be back here. Refreshed. And rested. And not that's not true. We did a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> while we were not working on the main feed here. But still, we are refreshed from doing end credit sequences. Our hearts are full of missing you, and we are ready to explode. Into season nine. We were ready to dive into season nine like Tina stage diving into a sea of boys. I love it. And man, what an episode to kick off season nine. We're going to get into it. So good. So um, much music, Max. So much music. This is a full musical episode. I feel like when the writers were thinking about what they wanted to do for the premiere of season nine, they were like, let's just give our fans an episode stuffed to the gill with gifts. And it's... More of a musical than the movie is. I would, based on the number of songs, I believe that is correct. So we only have one order of business before we get into everything, and that is we have a new Patreon subscriber to thank, and we have to burger pun their name. But we had a special request for this one. Skylar, can you tell us what the special request was? She wanted her name to be burger punned on this episode. On the season premiere, because it means a lot to her. And it was so serendipitous that this all lined up, that she joined our Patreon as we were recording this episode. But the reason why this episode is so special to her is that, well, I don't want to spoil anything. We're going to get into this conversation at the end of this episode. But the way Linda and Bob and the family 
embrace Tina's boy craziness, sexuality, identity is very meaningful to our new patron. So let's get in to this burger pun. I hope it's delicious. Thank you, Lily Rose Page. Moving forward, you will be known as the Chili Sucrose Sage Burger. Ooh, what's sucrose? It's like a a plant sweetener, sugar. Oh, like... Sucrose. Oh. Like sucrose. Okay. Sucrose. So what is this? It's a chili... Love. Sucrose... Yum. Sage burger. I love it. I might do a chili rosemary sage. That's way better. Burger. Okay. It's chili rosemary <laughs> sage. Don't be sweetened to my chili too, too much. Actually, it's probably pretty good. No, a little sweetness in a chili is nice. Too much. Not too much. We like it spicy but over here. Thank you, Lily, for joining us. Hope you're enjoying all of that bonus stuff over on Patreon. And we know you've been super active over in Discord, which... We love seeing you there. And if you are listening and you'd like your name burger punned right here on the show, or if you don't want it burger punned in the show, but you still want all of the bonus stuff, you can just go subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. I think we should start with a little Bob Punner Max pun. It's been a while. It's been a while. We're going to go back to the OG burger puns. I love that. Are you ready for your first pun, Skylar? I am. The Twist and Sprout Burger. Bob's. Max. Boring. Boring. Because you got it wrong. (laughs) Your next pun is the Channing Tater Burger. Max. Yes. I would eat that up. I don't actually, I'm not attracted to Channing Tatum. That is something I know very much about myself, but not I a, love a, tater tots. Not a Magic Mike fan? I have never seen Magic Mike. Oh my God, tell the story, the Magic Mike story about my mom. What's, what, what was the Magic Mike story it about It really your mom? isn't that big of a story. I wish Max would remember because he would tell it better than me, but Max and I went over to hang out with my mom in Santa Barbara and her husband was away and we were like, oh, what'd you do last night? And she's like, oh, I got to pick my movie and we were like no 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 you turned on the tv do you remember now yeah you and, turned on go ahead and like magic mike was paused or something yeah or it was like or it was like the new one the like the, the newest one <laughs> just it was just so not my mom yeah like it just made me laugh so much anyway i love tater tots your next pun skylar is papaya was a rolling stone burger Bob's? Yes. I feel like I am familiar with that burger. And your final pun is, do I have to sing it? I haven't sung on the podcast in a very, very long time. They missed it. I can feel it coming in the Gruyere tonight. Oh, Max. Yes. Thank very you. Good. Of course it's me. Any Phil Collins reference is me. Good work to kick off season nine. A little rusty. Pretty proud of my showing there. All right. Well, my friend, are you ready for Skylar's Sides, the fun facts, before the fun facts? Dish it, girl. I'm breaking my rules, my own rules again. I had a very technical, behind-the-scenes fun fact that would have been fun, but very difficult to explain visually, and we will do it next week. But I missed y'all. I missed the Belcher family. So I thought we would just do something fun for Skylar's sides today. 
On our Patreon, we do episodes where we answer funny questions about Bob's Burgers, and all our patrons can submit questions. One of our patrons, Ashley, missed the cutoff for that episode, and I just read it this morning, and I was like, this is such a cute and fun question, so I thought we could just have some fun answering it. Yeah, let's do it. You know how we all have our favorite barista at our coffee shop? The one who always makes your drink with the extra amount of cream you like and always with extra love. But if a different barista makes it, it's just not the same. Who do you think Teddy prefers to make his burger? Bob or Linda? I kind of think Teddy likes Linda to make his burger. I think she knows just the right amount of condiments and perfect pickle placement that Teddy likes. Okay, I love this question. My brain is already, uh, the, the hamster is already going crazy in the wheel up there. I'll, I'll rephrase it for everyone or say it again. Who do you think Teddy prefers to make his burger, Max? Now, when we're saying make the burger, do we mean like put it all together and stuff or cook I it think, specifically? I think it's like his perfect scenario. So when Teddy sits down in that stool, what is he hoping for? I lean towards what Ashley says and that he prefers Linda because I think Bob is very particular yes. about food and thinks things should always be done his way. Correct. For like a full pl- flavor profile. And Teddy might like like extra pickles and it's extra salty. And Bob will be like, you're ruining the flavor profile of my yes. burger. So I yes. think I'm with her that I think um, Linda would probably take more care and and creating the burger that is specified towards Teddy than Bob would. Yes. And I think Linda would know that about most the customers. Like, she definitely knows how Mort likes his napkin or, like, whatever. I'm going to say Teddy comes in. He sits at his stool that he really thinks is his. And I think he is hoping that Bob's on the grill because he has been – when Linda's on the grill and she overcooks that thing, it is a dry hockey puck because she is answering the phone and Ginger's called and she has to update her on the raccoons. So I want, I think he wants Bob on the grill, but Linda really not too busy so that she can sneak and change anything that he wants. And then I think he comes in at a particular time every day and he, Probably times the fry basket dunk so that he has like really fresh piping hot fries. Oh, that's a good call. That's like a good day for Teddy is when he times his fries right. Yeah. And a bad day for Teddy is when they're not in the restaurant when he's coming in for his perfectly timed fries. (laughs) So sad. Always sad when Teddy's routine gets thrown off. I feel you, Teddy. I love that question, Ashley. So thank you for submitting it for our mailbag episode. And uh, surprise, surprise, it made it here on uh, the main feed. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) Everyone loves Uh, a surprise. Everyone loves a surprise, especially Linda. Not Bob. Not Max. Should we get into this episode? Yeah. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season nine, episode one, please? The title is Just One of the Boys for Now for Now. Tina, I mean, Dino, dresses up as a boy for the Boys for Now audition in order to find her one true love, Damon. Instead, she finds a lot of potential boyfriends, all with musical interludes attached. Meanwhile, Bob and the fam take care of Teddy's baby rat, and then Hugo shows up. 
This episode came out on September 30th, 2018. It was written by, any guesses? Yes, the Molyneux sisters. Yep. Yay! Lizzie Molyneux and Wendy Molyneux, asterisk. It was nominated in the 2019 WGA Awards for this episode. Yeah, it was. Writers. Writers Guild Writers Awards. Guild. Yep. Uh, did you hear I mumbled? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So you got it. And it was directed by Ian Hamilton. Just a refresher from everyone. The Molyneux sisters wrote the first Boys for Now episode. They introduced us to these lads who have been a regular presence throughout the show. And now these boys for now are in my heart forever. We're going to get into all sorts of forevers. Tell me, Skylar, kicking off season nine, what an episode. Like I said, we didn't watch this. We were still in our binging phase when we watched this. We didn't sit down and be like, oh, it's the season nine premiere. But if I had done that, my heart would have exploded. I loved this episode, loved all the boy craziness, loved Tina making boyfriends out of every boy she runs into, felt a little weird about the baby rat being down Bob's underwear. Yeah, and yeah. in the kitchen, I'm, I mean, I'm just, it's fine, baby rat, but still a little unsanitary. I know, but, like, I'm sure we'd let our dog in the kitchen. Well, yeah, Biscuit is allowed in the kitchen. He is. He's a kitchen dog. He had to earn it, though. For the first, like, four years of his life, he wasn't allowed in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, we had, a, a like, a cardboard box that blocked him. And I had to step over it and trip over it every time until I finally threw it away without Max's permission because he'd never let me throw it away when I I'd, asked for his permission. I'd be in the, I'd be in the other room and I'd like, God damn it. Can, Can we, we get rid of this away? box? Yes. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a strong episode to come to season nine with. I love Tina-centric episodes and... It's perfection. I want to talk about the title just briefly. Just One of the Boys for Now for Now is a play on a movie I used to watch all the time as a kid. I didn't know that was a movie. It's ba- it's it's a it's a play on Just One of the Guys, which is a, like an 80s movie. Tell me about it. Where a um I think it's a college journalist. Like she's like she uh she's in college. I already love it. She poses as a guy uh, as a boy in high school <laughs> to write an article. And you can, we should watch it. It's, I want to watch this so bad. It probably has not aged well by any means. I shouldn't have been watching it as a kid because it is a little bit um, adult. We were allowed to watch anything. I know. I know. But I used to watch it all the time. We'll watch it. I love that it's a play on that and that it has, it's pretty much what Tina does here. Yeah. Thank you for telling me because I didn't know that that was so central to the plot. Also, I'm guessing that Amanda Bynes. What's that called? Man, the soccer one where a man. Oh, yeah. People love that movie. Yeah. Well, what about Ladybugs, where Jonathan <laughs> Brand is, dresses up as the girl to play on a soccer team? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love that that's like the title of this episode and just like Mono Sisters, the same, the same era. The Molino Sisters always pack episodes with pop culture and movie references and i really like it i mean something majorly pop culture about this episode is that it's a huge musical episode right yes so who are you gonna get to do the voices of all of these 
boys who are so musically gifted, at least in Tina's fantasies? Um, in sync. <laughs> yes, that would. Yes, you could. You could go that route, or you can grab actors who were huge Broadway stars. Oh, or that. Okay. So, who we get voicing all these boys? There are are a bunch of Book of Mormon alum. <gasps> As Damon, the main boy, we get Josh Gad. Okay. Who probably best known as Olaf. Oh, from, yes, uh, of Frozen, but he's also like the co-creator of Central Park with Lauren yes. Bouchard, one of the characters in Central Park. He starred on Book of, Book of Mormon with Andrew Rannells, who is the voice of Hayden in this. Fun. And a fun fact, they are both returning to Broadway together for the first time since Book of Mormon in a comedy musical called Gutenberg the Musical, a show about two friends who create a musical about Johannes Gutenberg, the creator of the printing press. I'm really shocked you didn't say for Frozen 16. No, but he'll be back for Frozen 16 doing his Olaf, of his Olaf voices. I wish I had some of that Frozen money, man. I, I, yeah, I'm sure we all do. <laughs> <laughs> also from Book of Mormon is Rory O'Malley as Chad. Great name. And then from a different Broadway show, we get the guy who does the voice of Jesse, who we've heard on the show before, David Diggs, who was... The Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton on Broadway. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing because I came in here and Max has these like ginormous monitors at his computer setup. And it was a YouTube video and it was like, how to pronounce Marquis de Lafayette or whatever it was. <laughs> I just didn't want to come in here and be like, the Marquis de Lafayette. <laughs> no, I hear you. I love those YouTubes. Like any name, you can kind of type in there and it'll, it'll help you out. They're so helpful. They're great. So yeah, a lot of Broadway musical royalty in this episode makes sense. It makes the episode, if you ask me. And did the Molino sisters write the songs? I'm assuming yes. I'm assuming so, but I didn't find that information sometimes it's They're really so hard good. to find information about the song specifically yeah like who so wrote what i'm guessing it's them if they wrote the episode and there isn't anyone else credited for the song yeah so. and i'm guessing they're a big like hamilton book of mormon fans too yeah. i can just see that we love hamilton over here yeah we were late to hamilton but when it came on disney plus we finally got to see it it was like oh we get it yeah my mom took me to see it on Broadway. It was really great. And then when it came on Disney Plus, we would put it on while we were cooking dinner. Yeah. So the music is phenomenal. The all the different versions of songs, like the styles and the the dream sequences for each one. I just got a text message from my mother. Is it about Magic Mike? <laughs> no, it says, yeah. Can you send a pic of Max's wedding ring? Or is that weird? <laughs> Um, why would that be weird? I, it's not weird in this light. <laughs> that is like the least weird thing ever. It's not like, just like, um, can you send, send a picture of Max in, in his like bathing suit? <laughs> that or would be is that weird. weird? <laughs> okay. I did write down like all the tropes. So there's five songs. She meets five guys. Although I think one has oh, two I love guys that. I love their restaurant. Five Guys? Yeah. The one in Key West or the burger place? The burger place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the, the place in Key West is like two brothers. 
Oh, I knew it was two men. I knew it was a number of men. Any number of men, uh, Tina's fine with. Amen. Amen. The first one is the napkin wedding where she gets married to Damon. And I thought it was so beautiful. The napkins. It was, tell me, your eyes are big. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, it's, it's like someone did a DIY wedding for their blog or something, and it just turned out beautiful with napkins. And then it went viral. It yeah. was so beautiful. You don't, have to, you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a wedding. Just spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on napkins yes. for a DIY project. Yeah. It reminded me of like cherry blossom season, but in white. Mm-hmm. It was really pretty. Okay, so then the other, we have the gum song. Yeah, so if you can't remember what all these are, I'll have screenshots in our carousel on Instagram. So go make sure you're following us, Bob's Credits, and go look at them now as we kind of like talk about them. But not if you're like driving. That's a bad idea. I love that you care so much about safety. I just, you know, I listen to podcasts while I drive, and sometimes they mention stuff that I want to look up, and I know to wait till I'm home and safe, or at least parked somewhere, and then I'll pull that up. Don't do it while you're driving. Drive defensively, folks. Yeah. They're crazy out there. So I didn't really get the, I didn't see a trope in that first one at the convention center, the first guy she meets. But then the second one is the trope of the, of being friend zoned, right? The 16 candles homage. Pure 16 candles. Pure 16 candles. Dressed just like Ducky in 16 candles. She's dressed like Molly Ringwald. The cake, I mean, it is to a T. But we have this trope of best friend pines over best friend. The next one, we have the enemies to lovers trope, which I really only know that phrase because Netflix will say if something's like enemies to lovers, or I think it's like a romance book trope as well. And then the last one, we have a Jesse's girl situation. He is in love with his best friend's girl. In space. In space, of course, because it's the Molino sisters. Which kind of reminded me a little bit of, uh, what's the Britney Spears space uh, song? I can't with you right now. Why? Because I don't know exactly which one it is. Come on. Let's let's break this Oops, down. Oops, I let's- did it again? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because of the little breakdown where there's like, like conversation in between. They kind of yes. had that. Yeah. So it just reminded me. But I thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean in the end. So random. <laughs> so, so random. I have a question for you. Yeah. When Tina gets to the convention center, first of all, it's hilarious. I The running joke of girls not being allowed near the auditions and they keep finding them in the air vents. I mean, I was cackling throughout this whole episode. Absolutely cackling, which I'm sure was a super fun experience for you. I love when you cackle during episodes. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. Max says I have a Lisa Simpson cackle, and I do. I used to be so embarrassed about it, but like, no, it's delightful. I think I like. It's I'm pure just joy. Happy that things make me laugh that that loud. And also, I love Lisa's cackle. I know it's great. So I love that. And then I love that we see that again at the end of the episode where there, Tina has finally made it to Desmond and someone goes, girl. Des- Desmond? Is this lost? Damon. <laughs> Penny has finally made it to Desmond. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> 
Oh my god. What, <laughs> what's the shadow monster? Not Penny's boat. <laughs> They're like, there's a girl. And like, a girl like pokes out of the tree and then one falls out of the vent. It was hysterical to yeah, me. Yeah, it's such a great gag. Anyway, speaking of gag, this is why I brought this up. We get a vomit girl. Is that the same vomit girl from the first Boys for Now episode? That's a good point. I'll go back. And if she is, if it's the same girl that vomited in the first one, I'll do a side-by-side in our carousel. I am 99.9% sure. I, I would think place uh, big frozen money on that. Okay. So you're going to put all of Josh Gad's earnings on the table here? I would. Okay. I would. Did you consult him for this? No. Okay. I, I'm sure he'd support it. Yeah. Just give you full access to the Olaf Trust. Yeah, I love the Vomit Girl. Such a good running gag. So good. Also running gag that we see back here is Louise's love for slapping boo-boo. And also her reaction, pulling pulling the ears of her hat when she gets so excited. It's so good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I have big news. Oh my God. Is big, Boo-Boo big, back? Boo-Boo is back. That is, that is news, but big fun fact news. This is the first episode to officially mention that the show is set in Seymour's Bay. Shut the front door. Front door. We learned this on the podcast a while ago. You shared it as a fun fact that Seymour's Bay is named after Mark Seymour, the editor on Bob's Burgers, and his workspace is an called editing it, bay. It's an editing bay, so they call it Seymour's Bay. Olsen Benner is reporting about the Boys for Now thing and says... Here in Seymour's Bay, by the way, Pamela Adlon as Olsen Benner there. 
I absolutely love that. By the way, I did create some new merch because I just genuinely wanted to wear it. I love like Rhode Island hats or Martha's Vineyards hats. Yeah, even that just say that like the name. The seaside town name that I've never been to. So I did make a Seymour's Bay shirt and hat and sweatshirt and they are so cute. They're on the shop, bobscredits.com slash shop if you want one for yourself. Just one more thing about this episode and then we'll move to the B story. Tina's big, I've just learned a lesson moment that maybe I am boy crazy and maybe that's okay. And the family takes, well, Linda's really the one who inspires her. She's like, I hope you fall in love as many times as you want. And they all would be lucky to have you except Jimmy Jr. Linda laid it on the table right there. Very important moment. I'm glad you brought that up because we all kind of agree with her. Do we not? Yeah. If she didn't see through Jimmy Jr., I'd be worried about it. Um, Bob reluctantly says, like, yeah, I love your love of boys or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, I I love that lesson. It's okay to be crazy, girl. We're uh, right there with you. I agree, too. And that's just another thing that we love about this family and makes, makes them so special. They let their kids be their kids. They let Tina go through what teenagers go through without shame. Amen. You know? Take us through the B story, what you like about it. What I like about it is the baby rat is cute. He's so cute. It reminds me of the rat we have on our patio that you have a vendetta against. Uh, rightfully so. Yeah, it's eating all of our crops. And my rug. Yeah. It's, and my baby hummingbird feeder. Yeah, it's been a little bastard for sure. It if is, you have a solution to keeping rats off things... Please let us know, because I, I need them gone. Skylar's favorite Pixar movie is Ratatouille. Yes. But we got a rat that is enjoying some of our um, veggies out there, and she's not cool with it. But uh, how can you root for Remy and Ratatouille and I know not root for the rat in uh, IRL, you know? This is what I ask myself when I go to bed every night. I do know. Okay. This is why she's awake. <laughs> It's in her head. Mom's dreaming of Magic Mike and Skylar's dreaming of rats. <laughs> Hugo, most annoying character. Supposed to be annoying, but never excited to see Hugo. Bob, like you said, putting a baby rat down his pants. Questionable. Questionable for even animated comedy. Yeah. Made me uncomfortable. That's not true. It, no. That, it was hilarious. Yeah. Um... I could see Jean doing that, not Bob. I can't. I can barely talk about it. <laughs> because is it nibbling on your... that I'm, Or even just like... Scratching. It's little, yeah, I don't like any of it. I don't... I truly don't. I don't like when a blanket touches me wrong and I think it's a spider. Like, let alone something scrambling downstairs. That's true. I have been accidentally like hit in bed because you thought a spider was on you and it was just a blanket. <laughs> We just made that up or for the podcast. Or you were dreaming about rats. <laughs> One last fun fact I have for you, and I think we should kind of get into the end credits because we got a big song to discuss. Yeah. This episode, we mentioned that the Molinosis were nominated for the Writers Guild Awards. This episode was nominated for that year's 2019's Outstanding Animated Program in the Emmys. Nice. But it lost to The Simpsons. Yeah. I I have to believe it is a running joke 
that they are always nominated and never win. And I, it's, it's fucked up because they really do deserve some wins. I still think they should have been nominated for an Oscar. I will die on that hill. And it, I'm not looking through fan colored glasses just compared to the other categories. Yeah, it should it should at least yeah. gotten a nomination for best original song in the Oscars. Yes. yes, I agree. Any song from this episode should have been nominated for best original song in the I know. Oscars. Honestly, I know. should we get into the end credits? Yes. Okay, we're gonna play a little bit of the we you know we normally play an end clip, but the end clip is the song that we're gonna hear in the end credits. So I'm just gonna play a little bit of that. Nice. And then we can talk about the end credits. Actually, before we play that. The last thing we see is the boys for now are singing their new song, which is the right number of boys for you is four. Agreed. Great boys for now song, but it starts off for them performing it as a reunion song Mm -hmm. with boo boo back in the, in the mix. And it quickly becomes Tina's fantasy and in her fantasy, along with all the boys we met in this episode, we see Pretty much every boy she's either had a fling with or a crush on in the past. This is what I'm talking about when I said at the beginning of this podcast episode, they stuffed this episode to the gill with presents for friends. And this is one of them. I nearly lost my shit. It's so great. And this is the list that um, luckily fandom, the fans have put together for us who is included in that sequence. We get Michael from Boy Watch. Jimmy Pesto Jr., obviously. Duncan, our favorite uh, uh, New Zealand, our favorite Kiwi from Ain't Miss Debaten. Brett from Sleeping with the Frenemy. Jonas from Uncle Teddy. Jordan Kagan, a.k.a. Ghost Boy from The Landship. Josh from Lindependent Woman and Two for Tina. Justin from Mazel Tina. Jeff, the ghost in the shoebox from Tina and the Real Ghosts. Love it. The zombie basketball team from The Fraun Files. Joe Harrison from Large Brother Where Fart Thou, Nathan from Beef Squatch, and Daryl from Can't Buy Me Math. It's great. So they're all in the sequence that Tina is singing before we get into the end credits where Tina will continue the song. And it plays to the theme of the lesson learned, which is go crazy, go boy crazy, do your thing, girl. More, 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 forever, more, 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 forever. Boys! The right number of boys for you. So we get that end sequence, and after more, 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 forever, and a close-up of Tina going, boys, it goes in the end credits for us. And what do we see in the end credits, Skylar? The background is a circle of fuchsia pink. with Lisa Frankish. Lisa Frankish with white sparkles, and we have a black and white pegasus unicorn What's on the uni- what's on the unicorn's head? I don't understand. I think it's just its hair kind of like curling around the cor- the horn. Okay. I mean, if that's how you want to draw a pegasus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't draw it all. And then Tina in her Dino hoodie is sitting on the unicorn pegasus. I am now realizing I don't know the difference between the two. I think a unicorn oh, doesn't me. fly and a pegasus has wings. That's my guess. I hope I'm right. I'm, you just, yes, I believe you. Um, And so floating up, and is it go more, more, more as she's floating up? No, I think it's just the chorus. The right number of boys for you is Is four. four. Forever. Forever. 
So let's see what else happens in here. The right number of boys for you is more forever. How about nine? Sure, that's fine. She keeps coming closer to the camera. Mm-hmm. And after how about nine, who is singing the backups for her? Okay, this isn't Alan. It's the older boys for now member, the one that looks like he is Matt, 30. Maybe? Matt, it Matt. is. Yes. Yeah, Matt's such like a, I don't know, like a 30-year-old name to me. It Absolutely. <laughs> his like hair on his arms. Yeah, and his chin and or whatever. Yeah. It's like you are so old. Yeah. <laughs> so he like is holding Tina's waist and he just pokes out behind her. Yeah, and as we're gonna see all of the other boys for now, I'm gonna let the rest of it play nice. are gonna pop out one by one for each a uh, call and response kind of. And in the sequence before this, it was like all of her crushes singing this part, and now it's the boys for now singing it with her. Even 10? Let's say 10 then. Ooh, 11. Still sounds like heaven. Maybe 12. Go help yourself. Then there's 13. Couldn't hurt. 13. 1, 2, 3, 4. The right number of boys for you is more forever. Do you see the smile on my face? I know. The last image of them all spread out on the Pegasus and flying towards the screen is just one of my honestly favorite end credit images. Yes. And I'll have that in our carousel. If you're someone who likes tattoos, like this would make a great tattoo. I feel like. Yeah. Especially if you like Lisa Frank and do like cool color. Someone out there get that tattoo just based on listening to this podcast. Yeah. Just based on a stupid sentence. I said. Yeah. Um, I think no regrets. It is important. Like, as they're counting, the boys like fan out on the beat, which is really nice. Let's take a screenshot and put this image. Of course. In the carousel. One of the things I will never, ever, ever get over is because of the voice casting with Tina, this really does sound like a not great singing teenager singing along to their favorite boy band group. And they're not great at it. It just, it's such a good vocal performance to me. It's so good. Um, now, the lyrics are pretty easy to hear, but let me let me just scroll through them real quick. As we've sung numerous times, the right number of boys for you is four forever. So in the original, in, in, the, in the verse at the beginning, one is the loneliest number and T for two is bland. Three is a crowd, so say it loud. Four no more is where it's at, because... And then the chorus is, the right number of boys for you is four forever, why not five? You'll feel alive or even six. Yeah, get your kicks. How about seven? Sounds like heaven. Eight could be great. No pants in space. <laughs> a more, callback. more, more forever. Boys. So that's a callback to the space yeah. song. Oh my God. Love it. Happy. Let's go jam to this all day. But they go up to like, in, in the chorus, it's 10, 11, right? We just heard it. We just heard it. You, you got, got it. it. You got it. Uh, should we score them? Yes. We score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. uh 1, 2, 3, 10. ten. Wow. Back-to-back right back number of H's in Tina's uh is, is 10, ten forever. forever. How about 10? We'll do it again. How about 10? Let's eat some hen. How about 10? Let's <laughs> write with a pen. Okay. Alisa Frank's sparkly gel pen. Wow. Am I hungry? Am I delirious? Who knows? We we are very hungry, as usual. It's getting dangerously close to lunch. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening and for kicking off Season 9 for us with just one of the boys for now. For now, what a great... Between the finale from last season and the opening episode of this season, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what the rest of Season 9 has in store for us. Same. Go follow us on Instagram and Threads and TikTok and YouTube at Bob's Credits. There are YouTube videos up now. I want. I, there this are is, and biscuits in them. Yeah, yeah. A biscuit is going to make plenty of appearance on YouTube, and um, support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Bob's Credits. Write us a review. We're kicking off season nine. Let's get us into more ears out there. The Your right reviews help us in the algorithm. For you is ten. Yeah, write ten reviews. Just <laughs> no. give us you know five star reviews on Apple Podcasts if you love us. And with that, is there anything else, bud? Uh, I'm supposed to ask you that. Okay. With that, is there anything else, bud? <laughs> <laughs> was, that wasn't my cackle. That was like my whatever. Um, I'm just going to say stay, parentheses, boy crazy for now, forever. Love y'all. Stay saucy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.